what we're speaking about is a word or a message that comes from God. And so right now, I want you to understand that in 2023, I would like to share and start off with what I would call 2023 vision prophecies to receive. Vision prophecies to do what? Vision prophecies to receive. Uh, we can't turn to every scripture, perhaps, but one of the things we know is that it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 to despise not prophesying. Despise not prophecies. And what that means, that word despise, actually in its original meaning, mean not to bring, do not bring to naught. In other words, don't bring to naught or rather do not reject it, do not despise it, but much rather receive it. And God will bring it to pass by you receiving it. Somebody say amen. So good to see you, Sister Courtney. Was meditating and praying over you this week. That's in, I love it. So, so here's the, the God desire is that there are people in our body, it might even be you, that are well adept and they really, if you know them, if they come over to coffee or dinner to your house or not, they're still praying for you. They're still looking for a word from God for you. They're still, you know, hearing things from Jesus Christ and they're writing it down. Their journals are filled or they'll stand up in the middle of church and they'll speak that forth. And instead of us saying, well, that's their personality. No, that's what God is wanting to present to you so that you could be a recipient of what heaven is saying. And so, therefore, when we see that happen, we need to understand, you know what, that's for me. I'm going to reach in. I mean, you know, if we had a buffet line out there, you go through, you may not pick up everything, but those things that are for you, you pick up. So when you hear a word from God, the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. In other words, if it's going to be nourishment to you and it's going to be bread to you, you need to pick that up out the line. So therefore, we're saying for you, when something is spoken, it doesn't matter if I came over and sat with you or not. You got to receive it. Because if you receive it, then you can be nourished by it. And if you can be nourished by it, you can be strengthened by it. Praise God. Oh, it's good to get in there. Amen. And so directly, I'd like to share with you so that you may not think that, you know, it's always the pastors or something like that. We believe in being the body of Christ where every member is a necessary member. Where every member is a necessary, where every member is a necessary member, right? And so as a direct result, I want you to know that um, these are some 2023 spoken words from the Lord. And so I believe what we have to do is we have to receive it, we have to believe it, and then we have to live it. And I pray to show you some scriptures today that helps you understand that. But the first one I'm going to do is, uh, you making a face, Carla. I, I <laughs> so I want Sister Carla to give us a couple of lines of, of what the Lord gave her um, about be. Let's say it after me. Say blessed, blessed. and beyond. Yeah. 2023, blessed and beyond. All right. So I had an opportunity to have some windshield time and praying. And on my way back, I was praying for my family and BCC and, and speaking. And I don't know about you, but. I start praying, and then just all these things just start flying out of my mouth. So, uh, and then the Lord said, blessed, and then all of a sudden, it just came and beyond. Now, it does sound a little bit like Buzz Lightyear, and I had to th say, I did think about uh, the Lewis family when, I <laughs> when that came out of my mouth, but anyway. <laughs> so, then what does blessed and beyond mean to me? And so, that's what the Lord and I were talking about, and so... You know, recently we just heard about dawn. You know, we were talking about the, the dawn, and and um, it's coming up, and we're looking, and it's leading in light. So I just, um, some words that, that God gave to me for this 2023, and this is for everyone because, honestly, I was praying for this body at that moment when this came out of my mouth. So the dawn each morning is a blessing, right? It is a blessing. The extravagant extravagant colors and lines of dark gray, light gray, orange, bright pink, and faded blue are the beyond. Because we can get, the, the morning is blessed, but when God paints the sky in such a way, that is and beyond. And then uh, reading the word of God is to be blessed. We are blessed when we read the word of God. But when that word starts cutting to the marrow of our bones, that is the beyond. 
And then this is Ephesians 3.20, very loosely interpreted, I will say. It says, I am blessed when you gift me with what I asked and imagined, according to Jesus' power that's in me. It is beyond when Jesus does even more than my request or dream could have thought. Come on, let's receive that with uh, praise offering unto God with our hands and our digits. We know we heard it on last week, but I want to hear it again, if you don't mind. I just was meditating over it all week long. And so, uh, Elder, if you please share and reshare what you shared on last week. Um, this is just my own kind of summary, but I think it was a lot more depth to it, which he'll share. But we're talking about going from shallow, become overflowing. Say that with me. Shallow, become overflowing. Like I said last week, we have a creek that goes through our farm, and for a couple of years now, it's been very, very low that you could uh, walk across it, and the water wouldn't really, in most places, go up over the tops of your shoes, uh, and in places there would be no water at all. Uh, the vision that I had was that in this coming year, that drop by drop by raindrop we would start to receive an abundance of rain that would fill that creek bank full. And that, like the Bible points out, this is the river, the river of the Holy Spirit, and that we all would be like trees planted alongside of that stream, and our roots would go down deep and allow us to be nourished and to bear much fruit. And again, I would speak that over everyone here and everyone online, that this will be a year and we need to recognize those small beginnings that grow and grow and grow. All the raindrops come together to fill that stream. Praise the Lord. Sister Ida, if you would come. Uh, Sister Ida received a word, and, and I just want to have her share that with us a little bit. And then if knowing Sister Ida, how many know she's one that's already overflowing? Are you all with me? So I asked her for one word. She said, well, Pastor, I got two. Yes, and that, you know, so if you would, would you go ahead and share those real? Everybody say surviving to thriving. thriving. That will preach by itself, wouldn't it? How many know God doesn't want us just surviving? But God wants us what? Amen. Um, as I began praying for BCC, God had given me a couple words. Um, the first couple words were perseverance and endurance. Uh, that leads to freedom. Um, so when I asked God about what that meant, um, how do we, you know, how do I, you know, we BCC get to that point? Um, God had said that we BCC have been living to survive, but that we need to move to a point that we're thriving. You know, we need to move to um, a point that we are thriving in our living. Um, we need to get back to our foundation that God has given us, the word, Jesus, the Bible, in order to grow. Yes. So up until this point, we need to, we need to plan ourselves in his word. Um, you know, as everyone has already said, in order to grow, we need to dig in, to dig deep, grow in his word. Amen. Thank you, sister. I don't know if I heard you say that, but that other word was perseverance. Is that right? Amen. It was perseverance. Amen. And then, if you will, Pastor Jeremy uh, opened up our year, first Sunday of the year, and uh, he shared a message. And that message dealt with small beginnings. But I love that other portion that he said out of one of the translations is that God rejoices or God takes joy in our beginning. Somebody say praise God. So if you would, just kind of give us something about that, Pastor Jeremy, if you would again, please. The thing that I paralleled it to was, you know, we never, um, if we see a child learning to walk, we don't ever, like, disparage or you know 
discourage a child for learning to take a step. We rejoice with every attempt. And, and uh, as it is with God, he, the goal isn't perfection. The goal is connection. So what is he wanting is he's wanting a heart connection with us. And he rejoices with every way that we seek to connect with him. And so with a small beginning, he rejoices at the beginning of a thing because it's a start that will, as, as uh, Dr. Thompson said, that one drop becomes a river. Yes, Lord. Come on, let's give God a big resounding praise. Come on, right now. That's part of how you receive. It's not applauding for them. It's applauding God. I want to reach in and receive that in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Listen, we didn't hear uh, all of what was read. Can I get you to do this? We're just going to keep taking it a little slow, slower than what I would have liked. But can I get you to go to Psalms 57? I want you to go to Psalms 57. Can I potentially gain your thoughts that God transcends our age? I got three people to agree with that. <laughs> Maybe I should tell a testimony about that, but I, I'm away. I'll say it again. I want you to know that God transcends our age. Amen. Praise God. And therefore, God is not limited by how many birthdays you have. I <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. Um, I want to highlight just, you know, one verse and shared it on Friday, shared this on Saturday. I'm going to share it with us right now. Um, Psalms 57, I'm going to start at verse 1. New King James says this, Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge. Look what it says. I'm going to make my what? Now, I want you to catch that statement, comma, until these calamities have passed by. That's a good word. God, I'm, you're going to be my refuge until these calamities pass by. I will cry out to God most high, to God who performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven. He will send from where? And save me. He reproaches the one who would swallow me up, Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions. I lie among the sons of men who are set on fire, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue is a sharp sword. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. I want you to catch real quickly between verse uh, five, uh, verse four and five. Did y'all see that the psalmist is saying, look, I'm among enemies. I'm in dangerous territory. They want to eat me up. Their tongue is their tongue is as sharp as a sword. They're cutting me up. They're going against me. But right after that, this is what you need to see, just like the psalmist. Right after that, he says, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. And what I'm trying to say is that I don't believe they had anything different than we did. We might have calamities. We may have situations where it might be circumstances we need to face, something we need to pay, or a difficulty in a relationship. But even in the middle of that, he went right back into, I will exalt you, O God. Hallelujah. They have, and then he goes back. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have dug a pit before me. Into the midst of it, they themselves have fallen. Selah. My heart is steadfast, O oh God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. I will sing and give praise. Verse 8. Awake, my glory. Awake, lute and harp. For, for all purposes, the depth of that middle part is simply that's instruments of strings and that type of, obviously they're talking about a lute and a, a, lute and a harp, but just, 
just remember that they're talking about music. My point is, is that sometimes we like to say worship and praise is in how I live. It's my giving and all those things. That's true. But this particular psalm is talking about worship through song. Are y'all with me? Awake my glory. Awake lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you. This is what he says. I will praise you, O Lord, among the people. I will sing to you among the nations, for your mercy reaches unto the heavens and your truth unto the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. Glory to God. I want to talk about verse 8 for just a second, and that is simply this. It says, awake my glory. Awake my what? Translators and scholars believe it is either one of two things, and that is that word glory in this text means either my tongue. So I'm going to awaken my tongue. I'm going to awaken my tongue. I'm, that word awaken means arouse. I'm going to stir up. I'm going to bring forth. I'm going to put this in. And if you want to talk about glory there, it's talking about my tongue. I've got to say something. Every now and then, I'm going to preach this thing. Every now and then, I get that you're down and out. I get that you're quiet. But I'm going to awaken my tongue and speak forth the word of God. I'm going to sing lyrics of exalting our God. I might be down but since you up pull me up where you are if it's not glory then it means soul like emotions mind and will I'm going to arouse my soul I'm going to arouse my inner being I'm going to arouse who I am I'm going to arouse my personality I can't await just my personality to give me a umph because my umph might not get there I've got to arouse I've got to awaken say awaken I've got to awaken my soul to what? Exalt God, to praise God. I've got to do so. And then it gives you three times, awake my glory or awake my soul, awake my tongue, awaken it with a song, awake it with a new song, awake it in music, awake it with worship. But then it says, I will awaken the dawn. It says, I will awaken the what? My God, I can't go through all of this right now. But can I just tell you? Do you realize that we preached a message called dawn? And when we preached that message called dawn, it was in the middle of our Christ mass or our Advent season where we said and we recognized Jesus as being the light of salvation. The light of what? The light of what? And dawn is synonymous with the first light. Dawn is synonymous with first light. It's when we go from the transition of darkness into light. And I want you to know that our God is faithful. God is faithful, and so when he created many things in the earth that might be in the natural, you'll need to remember that one. It's a message to the things that are in the natural that he creates. And because we know that there's always darkness, but I'm not concerned about the darkness because his faithfulness has called the orbit of the sun to always come back around, and it dawns. And when the dawn comes, it's because light is right after the darkness. So no matter what darkness you might be going in the dawn is still coming back around not only does dawn mean first light but it also means hope so when you feel downtrodden you know what that's why the psalmist says in what psalm 46 why are you downcast oh my soul what hope in god what the dawn my light my hope is coming i may not know when or how i'm gonna get out of this but my light the dawn is going to come when jesus Jesus walked over into Nephetili, into the land of the people who sat in darkness. When he came across and walked in there, they had seen a great light. You need to know when you're in a down, despairing situation, you don't know what it may be. And life isn't about being down, it's about living. How many understand no matter what you go through, you need to know that Jesus is the light of salvation. He comes with a dawn to every darkness. He is the hope of glory that is in me. And no matter what it is, is Jesus has a message and a word for you. Hallelujah. My God. He says, I will awaken the dawn. Can I tell you what that means poetically? The scholars say poetically that just like God is faithful and the dawn is coming, the dawn is what? 
How many know it's coming no matter, you know, you can even look on apps now. It'll be at 5.07. It'll be at 6.28. You know, the dawn is what? But the psalmist says this, I will awaken the dawn. Oh, my God. With a song, with a praise, with a worship, with my adoration, my giving unto God, I'm going to awaken the dawn. What the scholar is saying is that when the psalmist wrote it, he said, look here, I'm up before it comes, so I'm going to go out and meet him. I'm going to go out and meet our God. I'm going to go out and meet him with a praise. I'm going to go out and meet him with a worship. Can I get deep run for a second? Because if you're not sleeping at night anyway, you might as well wake yourself up, arouse out that bed, out of the darkness, and go and meet the dawn. Because his faithfulness is coming to you anyway, and he's coming with hope. He's coming with glory. He's coming with power. And he's going to change the situation because light dispels the darkness. Praise Jesus. None of that was in the message. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. I sure why some of y'all looking at me funny. That's all right. Luke chapter 1. We want to read one verse. The Bible says, verse 37, For with God nothing will be impossible. The Bible says, for with God, Aaron, the Bible, word of God, truth. You grew up with it. Your daddy preaches it. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Say that with me. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Listen, we need to encourage each other right quick. Listen, I'm going to come back here and encourage George if I can. Can I get you to take your hand, put it on their shoulder. Come on, find somebody, put your hand on their shoulder, if you will. Kind of give them a little pat or something like that, rub it a little bit. Listen, say this out loud. Say, you may have had some bad experiences, but that does not take away God's truth. Come on, let's give God a big praise offering for that. Listen, you know what? I believe, like, I know most of you all very per personally in the room and things like that, even maybe some online that be watching and watching later, and we find more and more people in the community say, I watch the message online. But listen, this is what I want everybody to understand. He said, I understand that we are preaching a word, we're speaking a word, we're reading a word, and you sometimes are dealing with the despair that you don't have always seen it happen for you. So therefore, as the older we get, it almost seems like the more disdained we get. Like the more like skeptical we get. Well, yeah, well, you know, we always got a but what if. How about us get a but what if the word is still truth? How about us get a but what if Jesus is still alive? How about we remember what he's already done for you and because he's faithful, he'll do this too. And so therefore, instead of that, I'm just asking, I'm pleading with you that we don't, I'm sorry, back over to the word. For with God, Nothing will be impossible. Can I share with you why? Write the good notes. The Bible says in the Amplified Bible, the classic, not the newer one, it says this. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. You see, in the original Greek, it means like one of those Verses right there means rhema. Say rhema. So what it really means is no rhema from God will fail. That's the original translation. In other words, no word from God will fail. Can I tell you why? Because nothing that God says is vacant or void of the power to fulfill it. So when God says it, it's already being done on your behalf because the power was in the word to fulfill it. That's why the translator says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible because everything that God speaks, he also put in what he speaks, the power for it to happen. 
That's why we want to become better eaters of the word of God and of the rhema, because when we eat of the word and of the rhema, then it's the power in us to bring to pass what he has said. Praise God. Scripture says it this way. Not one promise from God is empty of power. Nothing is impossible with God. Now, let me sure make sure because of some of us that may be literalist or absolute. I, that scripture does not mean that if I twinkle my toes, I'm going to start floating. That's not what the scripture means. So therefore, let's not take that out of context. Is everybody with me? Praise God. So therefore, nothing will be impossible with God. Can I share with you that we know that it means word or that it means rhema or that it means no rhema, no spoken word from God will fail? Because don't forget, the angel just told Mary that she was going to get pregnant without having sexual intercourse and that she's going to bring forth a child that has been promised through the years and she shall bring forth the son. Are y'all with me? So that's why the very next verse, look at it, verse 38. Look at verse 38. That's why it says, then Mary said, after that statement, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. According to your what? According to your what? And the angel departed from her. We want us to begin to be those that would be like a maid servant, meaning I'm looking humbly. I'm not from heaven, angel, but you are. And therefore, because you've spoken it, you have caused it to bear witness inside of me. Therefore, I receive it. I'm eating it. I'm believing it. And God, according to your word, so may it be done unto me. Somebody say amen. Praise the Lord. What we want to do is we want to know how to handle these words from the Lord, these spoken words from the Lord. So here's how we're going to handle these spoken words from the Lord. I know you might be surprised. Many of you all have studied it out, but I'm going to let us do this anyway. Everybody go to Job 22. Everybody go to Job 22. Verse 28, Job 22, verse 28. This is what the scripture says. You will also declare. You will also what? Can I get y'all to read? Come on now, grab your phone, electronic Bible. Somebody sit with each other, download an app real quick, whatever it takes. I want you to read it. It's going to be more fortifying for you if you actually read it. Amen. The Bible says, you will also declare. You will also what? Declare. Some translations use the word decree. So I'm going to put them both together. You will also declare or decree. You will also declare and decree. Listen, I want you to understand what declare and decree means, which means speak a word, an authority rhema word. Speak a, an authority rhema word. I'm going to declare it. I'm going to decree it. Now, listen, I understand some people have abused such a thing, but name it and claim it, tag it, bag it. That's, that's not God. That's not God. We're talking about rhema. We're talking about a spoken word, scriptural, proven, guided, founded, studied. A word. Everything God speaks ought to be bore witness with a word from the scriptures. Amen. Oh, God, I'm going to have a plane. No, I don't know how to fly a plane. I don't need a plane. Everybody with me? It's just that I think we've been through so much abuse that we've let go of the truth. And when people have been stripped and, and things like that, then you don't know what to believe. But we got to go back to the truth. Glory to Jesus. Let me make sure you hear this. I'm going to say it to you now. I'm, I, I'm, I don't have many testimonies, and I don't mean to talk about myself because it's not about me. But I don't, I'm not living your life, amen? You know, God's really brought something to my attention, especially in the past two to three years, and this is the truth. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you right now. 
You know, for so many years, Anna Maria, our children, some of you all know this. What I've been saying for years is what? I said, I'm, I, you know, oh, you're getting old. No, nope, not me. I'm growing younger. Right? That's what I say all the time. I'm growing younger. Now, some of them, y'all say, that's foolishness, right? You know, that's pastor. Well, the word of God says that the outward man perish, but we are renewed day by day. So you might be growing older, but I'm growing younger. Come on, somebody say amen. You see Sister Laurie, you see Mother Thompson, you see Brother Samuel. See, years ago, I started saying this when I was 31, then I was 34, when I was 39, when I was 40, and I was hitting and going with it. I was in FedEx, and, you know, I might have been looking like I was growing older, but I was still confessing, declaring, and decreeing that I'm growing younger. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I want you to understand, I don't know how to do this except 1 Corinthians chapter 1. It says to make a boast unto the Lord. I'm not proud about anything, but I want you to know everything is of the Lord. I make my boast unto the Lord. Do you understand in my 55, 56, 57 people, strangers, any single person come up to me and say, boy, you look younger. Oh, you didn't get what I just said. In my 56, 57 years of age, people come up to me and tell me, man, you look younger. You say, well, how did that come to pass? Well, you've been making fun of me for 25 years. <laughs> I was at Casey's yesterday, Pastor Jeremy, picking up the pizzas for all leaders. Young man steps in to me and says, man, you look good. You look young. This man don't even know me. He said, how old are you? I said, I'm 57. Oh, you look young for your age. You know what? Thanks be unto the God. I'm going to declare and decree, no matter if you make fun of me or not, I believe I'm not growing older. I'm growing younger. Now, you can have that off the buffet if you want, but you need to understand person after person. We was, we was out on the uh, main street doing uh, the, the market or whatever, and uh, uh, Sister Carla's husband, Brother uh, Steve, um, um, Tony Stevens, he was playing the drums and with this group or whatever, and I was waiting to see him, and I went over and talked to him and say, hey, how you doing, man of God? He said, say, Pastor, what's, what's going on with you? I, I didn't even know that was you. You look like a little child. <laughs> he said, I thought you was like a teen. I didn't know you. What, are you running? Are you, are you losing weight? What, I don't know what happened to you. What, you look so young, and I'm older than he is. Come on, somebody. What I'm trying to get you to understand, when you declare and decree a thing, the Bible says, look at what the scripture says. When you declare and decree a thing, which means what? When you declare and decree a thing, and it will be established for you. So get this. Can you look at 2022? So light will shine on your ways. My God. <laughs> Say, I will. Learn to receive a word and be nourished by it. Somebody say amen. Why? Because when you say it, you're establishing it. You're decreeing a thing. And it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. Somebody say amen. One of the translations, like the, I'm going to tell you two more translations, I think. One is Berean says it this way. Get this. Your decisions will be carried out. And light will shine on your ways. Your decisions. Your what? <laughs> and light will shine on your ways. That's a good way of saying I won't walk in darkness. Glory to God. The Young's literal translation says this. And thou decreest a saying. When thou decreest a saying. So obviously it has something to do with what you say. It has something to do with what you say, what you speak. And how many understand you can only speak and say what you believe? So therefore, based on what we believe, we speak. But how many understand what we speak and what we think is also what we hear? So it's a cycle that I've got to make divine in my life that I speak what I believe and i got to believe what I say. And when I say what I believe, I'm going to hear what I think. I'm preaching better than y'all shouting up in here. So therefore... All of these words, blessed and beyond, say them out loud. Blessed and beyond, shallow becomes overflowing. We go from surviving to and rejoice in small beginnings. Come on in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. 
want to talk about a few people that I know personally in here, and if that's because I know their lives and their personality and uh, their personal story. So, I, I mean, I could have used yours if, you know. But here's the deal. Some things seem to be so far distant that you forgot how to believe. Some things seem so vacant, so void, so, you know, as a matter of fact, like let's say you're on the other side of it now. People think that you just always have been this way. Are you with me? People think that you always live like this. People think that you always been walking like this. People think you always have owned that. Are you with me? People think you always were joyful. People think you always could fix things. I want everybody to say amen. amen. But did you know, for instance, that's why Pastor Jeremy talks about his testimony so much is because he was a single or an unmarried man for a long, long time. You see, you go up and you teach Judah and, you know, ask Caleb how he's doing. But I mean, understand that was that came through lots and lots of tears. Don't get quiet on me now. You hear about how, you know, when he talks about living with nine guys and, and, and things like that. You think, well, you know, he always had a beautiful bride, same sister doctor by his side. But you're forgetting he had to go through some things. Now, you say, well, you're getting quiet because you I don't want to go through anything. What I'm saying, you're already in something, so you might as well say amen right now. <laughs> Glory to God. Sister Dr. Heather. You see, and I don't tell with this too much because I don't want her parents to get up and beat me up. Are you with me? <laughs> but here's the real deal. You see, me and her, we used to be very, very close before she ever flew out and found somebody named Jeremy Bowles. Are you with me? And here's what the issue is about that. If we really want to remember this, we remember that she cried a lot of tears, had a lots of sorrows, because no one lived up to the type of righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that was deserving of her heart and hand. How would it be like you living righteously above and above respect and approach and living and praying and prophesying and people praying for you and, and people coming past you and other you got, you know, here you are, you another maid of honor and now you another maid of honor and now you another bridesmaid and it just keeps coming past you. Are you with me? But we all see them three little children in here now. We just, oh, they just got a beautiful family. I just want my family to be like theirs. No, that came through some things. Somebody say amen. Because how many understand that, that we go through some things and sometimes it seems like a very long journey? Seems like a very long what? Seems like a very long journey, especially based on, I'm catching some people on this one, listen, based on how far you're down. Based on how far you're in the depth. Based on how far you lack. Based on how much you do not have. How much you still yet owe. And it seems so distant, like it's not even within the scope or realm of something that God can even do. Amen. Listen to me. Pastor Ransom used to say this to me, or he said it one time he was preaching. That's my spiritual father. He said this one time he was preaching, and he says, it took you 10 years to make this mess, and now you want it just to magically go away. I got very afraid, very angry with, I didn't go up to him because he was a tight end or a, a linebacker for Iowa State University, so I didn't quite approach him. Amen. But I got very angry with that because I wanted everything to be supernatural spiritually, just wipe this debt away because I had built 10 years of making a mess in debt. I had bad credit. I had all kinds of situations, and I did want somebody to come in, pay all of that, and just make me feel better. <laughs> Don't get quiet in this spirit-filled church. I'm going somewhere that I believe we need to hear. Amen? Praise God. Listen, God's ways are holistic and complete. God's ways are holistic and complete. There are some people in here right now, some people are growing in stewardship. There are some people in here that are growing in courage. There are some people in here that are growing in revelation and understanding Jesus deeper and deeper. There are some people in here that are growing to just be nice. There's some people in here that's growing to be content because they've always are restless. There's some people in here growing to live by faith because they've only been living by what they could do in their control. There's some people in here that need to grow in forgiveness because they've been holding on to things too long. There's some people that are that growing that are growing and learning how to just have Jesus inside of them. 
Some of us are growing because we need to go further in this life. Some of us are growing closer to our goals. And some people in here are needing to grow in peace because they live in fear or intimidation so, so many things in life. In other words, all of us in here are growing and going somewhere. To name some difficulties or obstacles of you achieving. There are some of us that are dealing with needing to become selfless or having selflessness. Some of us need to deal with control issues. Some of us are dealing with procrastination, overeating or eating for comfort. Some of us, our faith has been battered and shattered by challenge of bad things happening to good people and we don't have a doctrine for that. What I'm trying to get you to understand is I symbolize looking in life, aims, objectives, ideals, desires, and expectation. Your eyes symbolize things that deal with objectives and ideals and desires. So therefore, wherever you have your eyes on is also becomes what you receive. The answer is that we need to put our, we need to put our eyes on Jesus. Somebody say amen. turn their Bibles to Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter 4. I guess this message has just become part of next week's message. Certainly did not plan on that. The desire of where I would like to start at after this foundation has been set, is I want to pick up right where Pastor Jeremy passed the baton. I like to pick up from there. Uh, Pastor Jeremy knows this. Sister Anna knows this. Few of you all might know this. Honestly, I had no intent at all of speaking today. I had no intent of being the one that would share the message. That was not my idea. I believe God divinely orchestrated it, and, and I just... I tried to ask God not to and things like that, but I just believe I was supposed to share. Let me tell you why. Because of this message is directly coupled, complementary, and in harmony with what Pastor Jeremy shared. Somebody say amen. amen. So what he shared was small things. Say that out loud. Say it again. Praise God. Small things. And in Zechariah chapter 4, I want you to catch a few phrases. They're on the, they're on the uh, screen there. And so look at verse 1, and I'll read from New King James. It says, now the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me. Remember Psalms 57, awakened me? Came back and wakened me as a man who waketh out of his sleep. Waketh out of his what? And he said to me, what do you see? He said to me, what? Can I grab your attention so that we won't spend too much time on this? Listen, say, what do you see? Here I want us to get this understanding as Pastor Jeremy is talking with me in private that made me think about it a little bit. And that is God is using natural things. God is using things that is like tangible. Even somebody was in a class this week and they talked about learning different ways. There's different styles of learning. There's different styles of receiving things, right? So in this case, the angel says, what do you see? So in other words, now I'm in an interactive. I don't know about what's that called, a megaverse or some kind of verse you put on those goggles and thing. Thank you, whatever that is. You know what? That came from heaven. Are y'all with me? So heaven is now visiting with him, and he says, what do you what? So I want to ask you this question. It's worth your note taking. I want to ask you if eyes give you desires, give you expectations, give you ideals, objectives, goals. I want to ask you this question. What do you? <laughs> what do you what? Praise God. What do you see? The question was asked, what do you see? I said, I am looking, and there is a lampstand of solid gold and a bowl on top of it, and on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are on it, it on it, one at the right of the bowl, one on the left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, what are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? Look up on the screen. It says, do you not know what these are? How many understand that this was not done in purpose to be ashamed? This was not done in purpose for you to feel bad. 
And sometimes when we ask questions, at least today in these societal generations, we think just because we don't know something, then we don't feel good about ourselves. It doesn't mean that. All it means is get in a part of the virtual reality of what God wants to teach you. So therefore, he says, look here. No, I do not know. Right. He says, look, then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord, word of the Lord, Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my, but by my what? We sing it, we preach it, we teach it, we quote it. But I want to ask of us to live it, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? O great what? Mountain before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And listen, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of what? With shouts of what? Grace, grace to it. And on the screen it says, with shouts of grace, grace to it. Small testimony, because testimony is a living witness of what God is, who he is, and what he does. When we came into the building back in 2005, the building was not going to be finished. We had service already planned. We wasn't sure if we were going to get in. They was doing things, contracting, all this kind of stuff. They couldn't mail. Um, they couldn't ship in the things that went into the bathroom. Theoretically, you can't have bathrooms, uh, service, and that was against some of the regulations with the city and different things like that. And so not only was that, we just wasn't sure if we were going to ever move in. But people continued to pray. And do you know, I heard a word of the Lord that was preached by someone uh, in the nation, a national speaker, and he preached the message called Grace, Grace. And he talked about, because this is talking about the restoration of the temple. Now, we're not talking about just the physical building, but more the revelation of how God moves. God moves when we shout, declare, and decree Grace, Grace. Grace, Grace. If you got a situation, I dare for you to be start saying Grace, Grace. Because this was going to be a mountain that was going to be made a, 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 a plain. Grace, grace. You got to learn how to shout. Grace, grace. Look, it said shout. It did not say they whispered grace, grace. Like in their car, nobody was looking and you would have to stop like making sure how far they're going to drive up. Grace, grace. No, they shouted grace, grace. Because when you get... When you're in a problem or in a situation, how many understand, you're quick to call, go borrow money from a bank or something else, call mama and them or whoever you might need to get with. You need to start going on God. Grace, grace. Hallelujah. I was so grateful to see the living testimony come to pass. We did come in on time. We did have service. We had a wonderful praise and worship service. Things were beautiful, and we've been in there ever since. Somebody say amen. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of the temple. His hands shall also what? Finish it. That was the word, is that we're going to finish it. Then you will know that the Lord, this, I love that. You see, through that active watching God do something in your life, then you will know. When God does something in life, then you will that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of what? Of small things. That's where we want to get to is small things. How many understand? Don't despise the day of what? If one raindrop can begin to get with another raindrop and fill the bank to overflowing, then how many understand I'm looking for it to rain? Praise God. That means don't despise drizzle. Oh, it's just drizzling. Praise God. Let me get to somewhere where we can stop. Let's see where we go here. Oh, oh, this is it. I want everybody to know what the message is. I'll complete it on next week, but I want you to understand what the word of the Lord is this right now. Desire. Say that out loud. Desire. Turn to your neighbor and look at them in their eyes and say, desire. desire. This is a year-opening word, just this message. This is not the theme for the rest of the year or anything like that, but this one message is a year-opening word. A year-opening what? Word. 2023. You've heard four words that have come forth, but I want you to hear this word that's coming forth right now because I believe this word is a word that really sincerely will probe and get at you. And if you are willing to eat it like it's something that's nourishing for you, then you can have the fruit thereof. Amen. Say desire. desire. 
Remember I said to you, what do you see? What do you what? In other words, what do you desire? <laughs> that was a good word. Let me tell you, that's how I know it's a good word. My wife put her glasses down and pulled her notebook out. Oh, yeah, amen. <laughs> listen, listen. What do you see? What do you what? Which means what do you? What do you what? Because I want you to get this. I want you to make this connection. Whatever you desire, you can have it come to pass if you do not despise small beginnings. Amen. Oh, my God. Brother Clee, I'm ready to shout right up in here. Listen, whatever it is, you can have it if you do not despise what? Small beginnings. I hope to walk this through with you a little bit today. Listen, we're going to hit some scriptures real quickly and we'll end on that. Here are the treaching topics, though. To inspire your desire. To inspire your what? Desire. To inspire your desire. Two things we'll deal with. To desire higher and desire fire. To desire higher and desire fire. Say it with me. Desire higher and desire fire. Again, desire what? And desire? Praise God. Because when we got, we went through number one, that's what it means to receive a word. We shared number two, small things. Small what? Don't despise the day of beginnings. Don't despise the day of small things, right? So therefore, now what we're looking at, number three, is desire. Say that with me. When we look at desire, we're going to talk about desire higher. We're going to talk about desire fire. And then I pray to be able to take those two together and through inspiring us, through inspiration, get you to understand how dire it is for you to desire. Hallelujah. A couple of verses I want you to say. Everybody say desire. I want you all to know I am so tempted to preach this thing right now, but I'm not going to do that. Amen. Let's go to, <laughs> Mark said amen. That brother said, I got the communion over with. Are you ready to go? Amen. <laughs> I want to share something with you. There's about three verses here, I think. Uh, say word. We understand how vital and how valuable it is to receive a word. I got one more verse I'm going to share with you on next week. But, but let's go right now to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 3. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. First Peter chapter 3. We're going to read verses 8 to 13 in the ESV. Here it says this. Finally, all of you have unity. Have what? Unity. Have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. Verse 10. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are upon their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? Somebody say amen. That's a good word. I want you to check out verse 10 again. It says this. It says in, in, in some of you all's translations, like in New American Standard Bible, um, I don't think in, it should in almost every translation, there should be a type of indication of separating that verse out. I'll share with you why in just a minute. But there should be some kind of indication of that verse being separated out. Because it says this, whoever desires, whoever what? Some translations have omitted that word desires. I like us to use the word desires. It says whoever desires, and I want you to think about this is what you're going home with. Whoever desires to love life 
you see, even though we don't want to necessarily testify and amen about it in here, when you go home, most of your life is lined up to try to cause yourself to desire the life you have. Amen. So and what we're saying is we know this is going on. We know this has a lot to do with our attitudes. We know this has a lot to do with our spirits or if we are up late at night or if we're on medication or not or if we're worried about something or not or if we're not sure what the bank account says or if we don't know if the people we haven't talked to is going to make up with us. We might be in those situations, but whoever desires, whoever what? Whoever what? desires and then it says to love life and get this and it says and see good days let me translate that for you whoever desires to love life and see 2023 be good <laughs> if you want to see 2023 be good if you want to see more promises come to pass more prayers to your more answers to your prayers let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Can I translate that for you? Start learning how to decree the truth. Start learning how to declare the word. Start learning how to just say what Jesus says. How to keep our eyes fixed upon him and only say what I read and read what I say. All I'm saying is that Jesus Christ is our word. He is the word, so that's the word that we ought to have on our tongue and on our lips. So therefore, let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him speak peace and pursue it. Let him seek what? And, and pursue it. Seek peace and pursue it. You know what this says to me? That's an action word. I'm not waiting on it to get to me. I'm pursuing it. Everybody, last, last scripture. Turn to Psalms 34. Psalms 34. What that special indication means is that the apostle Peter in his epistle has actually written something that was already uh, ascribed and it was ascribed in Psalms 34. So what he did is he literally just literally is quoting the scriptures in the New Testament for our uh our living, for our learning, for our growing. He's, he reaches into the writ of 34 and I'm going to read starting at verse 11. It says this. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. I will teach you how to revere the Lord. I'll teach you how to reverence the Lord. I'll teach you how to, to, to literally uh, make sure inside of you God has his rightful place and he's not misplaced. How to revere the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days? That he may see good. That he may see what? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears are toward their cry. And everybody said amen. amen. Praise God. I want to give you this thought as we get ready to stand up. Maybe Zeke if you could tap on that uh, keyboard for a little bit and if you would play a guitar a little bit for us um, brother listen <laughs> change everybody say change starting small is better than not starting at all George starting small is better than not starting at all. <laughs> Sister Ida, starting how? Is better than not starting at all. Every eye closed right now in this house. Father, I'm asking of you That in the quietness of every spirit and every soul that's in this room and those that will listen today, tomorrow, and the weeks to come. Lord, we've come to this place of recognizing opening. I need more than a resolution. I need more than a goal, God. I, I've, I've, I see some circumstances and situations in my life that may not be bad, but they're not all the way good. But God, in my heart's desire, I want to desire better. I want to desire more, God. 
Lord, I want more of you, God. I want to see you for myself. I want to see you manifest in my life. God, so I've got to begin to pull out my desires, dust off what I've put on the shelf. I've got to pull my hope back up because it's Christ in us that is the hope of glory. I've got to begin to desire our relationship again. i got to begin to desire to be debt-free again. i got to begin to desire to read the word of God again. i got to begin to desire to pray unto you the marvelous God again. I've got to begin to desire, you know what, I'm going to go back to that praise and worship team. I'm going to go back to doing those things, Lord God, that are healthy for my life, God. I'm going to put away those things that are holding me back in self-limiting habits. Father, I pray that I begin to speak the word of God, to decree and declare a thing so that it would be established with me, so that light will shine on my ways and bring forth the good fruit. God, I'm asking you and I'm believing that your word is truth and your truth makes us free so that we might see good days in 2023. Wow. Father, I pray for the one that has fear to hope again right now, whoever that is right now. Listen, to the one you feel like you have fallen so many times, before but the word of God says that the righteous person the just person may stumble and fall seven times which which really means completely but they get back up again I'm praying right now God for the one that fears that when they go into this situation that they're going to get a bad report God I pray right now that you go before them, that you be with them, and that you overturn anything that is not from you. We ask that you would extract right now today, supernaturally, by the power of your word, take the fear away by your love, because perfect love cast out all fear. Father, I pray for brighter days for he who desires to love life and see good days. May this resonate on the innermost part of our being. Come, Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Right in the quietness of that person's prayer right now. Shine light right now, God. I will awaken the dawn. I will awaken the dawn. I will go out and meet your faithfulness. I will go out while it's still dark. I feel like I'm in darkness right now. I don't know which way to turn. I, I don't know which decision to make, but I will awaken the dawn. I'm going to go out with a hope, and I'm going to meet you, God, because I know you are faithful, and I know you're going to come. I know that you're going to shine light in the darkness, and this thing that I've been dealing with for weeks, days, months, and years, it will be dispelled, and I will see you because your word says, in light I see light that light means I'm going to see your light on me and then I'll see the light of who I am Jesus when you walked in the face of the earth you were the light of the world and now that you went to go ascend and sit at the right hand of the father you now say that we are the light of the world so God light it up so that I might let my light shine before men that they might see my good works and glorify you the father in heaven so shall I be God that they'll know that there is a savior his name is Jesus he was raised from the dead and he gives us all life and it more abundantly. God come now in Jesus name. <sighs> desire. Desire. Stand on your feet if you will. Desire. Desire. I really am serious about that. Come on. Those that feel like I can't even desire anymore. Come on, desire. Desire again, if you will. Come on, desire again. Come on, desire. Desire. Say it with me. Perfect love casts out fear. We took communion today, symbolic of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus was shed as an act of perfect 
love. And we took that in. So when we take communion, as we did today, we can celebrate that that blood, perfect love, is driving out fear. When fear tries to come upon you, when fear tries to come upon you, we confess that the blood of Jesus was shed. It is driving out fear in Jesus' name. Come on, let's receive that. Come on, remember what we talked about? Eat it. Come on, eat it. We ate of the body. We ate of the blood, and it's driving out fear. Praise the Lord. Turn to your person to your left and to your right. Give them a big embrace. We're dismissed. I want to finish this word. It wasn't even, didn't really get running yet. You, want to, you don't want to miss next week's word. Amen. God bless you. Also, please, if you have elders, um, those that maybe don't get out or shut in, I'm going to ask that you bring out every elder and every young person that you can on next week. Amen. Every older person, every younger person. In Jesus' name, God bless you. We're dismissed.